hello, hello, beautiful, magical souls, and welcome back to the Soulfully Awakened podcast. I am so excited for you guys to tune in and listen today, continuing my beautiful sacred soul sessions where I get to introduce you to souls who are doing beautiful things and just walking through the embodiment of what they talk about, the way that they live, what they speak about, all of it. And on today's episode, I have one of my very dear friends, Danny Wild. I've had Danny on previous episodes and we've just gotten together and we are just going to keep recording episodes together because we have a lot to say. And when our channels get together, we create complete magic. And it's always funny whenever we hop on to record these, whether it be a podcast or we are, you know, um, trading, sharing offerings with each other because we, you know, we don't live in the same state. So we do a lot of things virtually. We always have the most glitching and technology interference. And Danny said that when we were getting on this episode together today, it was like messing up. And she was like, I don't ever have this issue with anyone else but you. She's like, when we get together, our channels are so strong. So Danny, let's talk a little bit about Danny. So Danny's sole mission is to explore and teach energy mastery to others. She is a channel activator and she helps others reclaim their place through Reiki, yoga, writing, spiritual, and mentorship. Danny is extremely devoted to divine mission within all of us. So Danny and I have a lot of synchronicities and a lot of alignments. And so I'm so excited for you guys to listen to this episode where we will dive into plant medicine, plant medicine ceremony, and the way that we have worked with plant medicine throughout our journey, how it dances in our field. And we just kind of flow and talk. And so that's what I love when I get with Danny. And right before we dropped on this call, we um, listened to this really beautiful song that took us back to a moment that we shared together when we were in Costa Rica back in February at an ayahuasca ceremony. So sit back, listen, grab your favorite cozy beverage, your blanket, or listen to us as you're driving in the car or whatever way feels good to you. Just allow yourself to just open up and drink in this really beautiful magic and, and synergistic energy that Danny and I create together. So enjoy. Mm, hello, Danny, and welcome to the podcast. So excited to talk to you today about plant medicine and being in sacred ceremony and communion with plant consciousness. So welcome. Nicole and friends, I am so deep in gratitude to be here with you and to be having this conversation. I feel like the plants are already in support of us and the spirits are already here. Can you feel that? (laughs) I feel it for sure. Yeah. We just got ready for the podcast by listening to a beautiful song that takes us back to an ayahuasca experience that we shared together earlier this year in Costa Rica on retreat together. And so we are 
Ah, inviting her spirit and um, those that are here to guide us for this conversation today with you. We invited them in. So, <laughs> yes, definitely feeling it in my body. I'm just swirling it in. And I'm just excited for everybody to be here with us on this journey, no matter what your experience is around talking about plant medicine, working with plant medicine. And my intention is just to really help everybody up their heart and just to really receive this because I know that we have a lot of programming around working with plant medicine and what is good versus bad. And so I hope through this conversation with Danny and I today that this will really open you up. So I want to kind of hand it over to Danny. And Danny, if you could, what was your first experience with plant medicine? What brought you to working with the sacredness? Mm, working with the sacredness. So that fast forwards me into hmm, maybe 2016, working with psilocybin mushroom and ayahuasca for the first time in deep intention. I had maybe smoked a little marijuana in younger years, but in intentional ceremony. Um, around this time. And actually, I believe that ayahuasca was my first in very sacred ceremony. I was in Florida at the time and I had just left Atlanta and was ready to go out and adventure alone in life, travel around the US in my car, travel alone, not be in relationship. I had just become a Reiki master. And I could sense that there was almost this resistance that I couldn't quite meet on my own. And I had sat with some really beautiful souls to work in mentorship with this energy. But I remember feeling very called through a friend's voice to ayahuasca. And she said that there was a Peruvian shaman coming in to do a ceremony in Florida. And it felt like a full bodied Yes. So I sat in ceremony in nature in Florida with about 15 people out a wild night under the stars. And I remember writing in my journal in my car before pulling up, writing my intentions. I was absolutely terrified, but I was so ready to meet her. My soul was calling me to her ayahuasca. And it is still one of the biggest teachers to me, the vibration of what I felt after and through that entire experience and where she took me, I still think about the purity of love that I felt in the week following that initial ceremony and I have in other ceremonies as well. It was a taste of enlightenment. It was the purest love I had ever tasted in my own body, in my own flesh. And it's been a beautiful teacher, that vibration ever since. 
I love that. And I think it's really beautiful to talk about too. Um, I know a lot of people like when they hear or they are intrigued by ayahuasca, a lot of times people will become seekers of it, trying to seek and, and find a ceremony to sit in. And from my own experience, ayahuasca had been calling me for three years and it was not until February of 2020 when I sat with it um, at your retreat in Costa Rica, that everything just fucking aligned. Like I wasn't looking mm -hmm. for it. It was just something that was really held and I could feel her calling. And I knew she was getting closer because um, for a long time, people would be like, hey, I'm going to do ayahuasca. I'm going to a ceremony or a, um, a retreat center to do it. Can you do it? And every single time I'd be like, yeah, I'm going to do it nothing would align. And so I knew she was getting closer because it was coming more frequently. And when I signed up for your retreat, it was solely to go to this retreat. And then <laughs> ayahuasca was an, an add-on. And I was just like, oh my gosh, okay, I get to sit with her. And it's like one of those things. I know we've talked about it before too. The same thing with Reiki. It was not something we seeking. It found us. And I feel like that with working with plant medicine, especially ayahuasca. And has that been your experience when working with ayahuasca or psilocybin or rape or any other plant medicine? It's just something that finds its way to your path. Mm, I think at times in my healing journey, I've been like a starved animal in the street, panting, breathing, fiercely looking for the next thing to fill this void within. And I don't want to say that that wasn't present with me as I explored into the plant medicine realm. I actually feel that plant medicine was coming into I don't want to say save me from that because I fully, fully recognize that none of us need to be saved from that. But I do feel that it was almost like a really gentle, beautiful, loving, intelligent hand reaching out to me and saying, no, sister, come this way. Come sit in eight hours of discomfort rather than live with this, you know, pain in your body for your entire life. You may meet this in your dance on earth, but you, you will meet this here and now with me so that this isn't influencing your every little decision in your life. So I took that starving animal within that fiercely wanted growth so bad. It was so thirsty for it because I wasn't grounded in truth. Mm -hmm. I was thirsty for alignment and I brought that to her. And I brought that to ayahuasca. I've sat with psilocybin. I've sat with San Pedro. I've sat with LSD, which isn't a plant medicine, but has been fiercely supportive to my journey and was the first psychedelic that I actually sat with. Um, I've sat with combo multiple times. I've had a lot of really beautiful experiences with plant medicine, maybe 25 to 30 in sacred ceremony. And I do feel at some point, I feel in a way complete with what I came originally to sit in plant medicine ceremony for. I feel so whole and plant medicine has been truly, truly a life-changing experience for me.
Mm, I love that. And I like that you talk about doing LSD because my first experience doing a psychedelic was with you. (laughs) (laughs) So like, it was like really interesting because like growing up, I think we have like, we have this societal conditioning around and I'm not like giving anybody permission to go out and like dabble in drugs because with, with anything in life, there is an overindulgence and there can be something that becomes addictive with anything in life. And I just think through like growing up, like you hear like marijuana is so bad and, and LSD, but like you don't realize that there can be such sacredness, such a sacred drop in, such a beautiful Mm -hmm. ceremony. And for people who are listening, being like, oh my God, Nicole and Danny microdose together LSD, you may be thinking (laughs) like, what, like, what the fuck, you know, like, like what, explain this to me. And it was like, it wasn't like we just passed out the tablets and everyone just did it and went about their way. (laughs) It was such a sacred space. It was like Mm. perfectly curated to everybody and everybody got to go up there and connect with the energy because i fully believe in when you connect with anything that's living be it food be it a plant medicine be it an essence whatever it is an organic or an inorganic matter when you connect with it together your energy filaments come together and together you design and curate the experience that you need and we all connected with our you know, like a little drop of LSD and we did it. And it wasn't like what, like most people think, like I didn't have like, oh my God, psychedelic visions, but I dropped in so deep and I connected with some people. Like when we were in each other's energetic vortex and frequency, we like literally intersected our energies and experienced past lifetimes that we had had, like not even talking about it. And I had this with an experience with Cass who was at the retreat. She just came up and started massaging my shoulders. I was like, okay, cool. Because I love to be massaged. So you can massage me. (laughs) (laughs) And we both had a synergistic simultaneous vision of a past around a circle of being with indigenous people. And at the same time, we started talking about it and we were describing it vision detail for detail of what was going on. And that was like, to me, like, so cool. Like just that drop, I was so deeply dropped into my body and connected to the music and the vibration. I think that is the misconception too, is like when we get together, people are, you know, some people probably do plant medicine just to have a trippy experience, but, and all the times I have been a part of it. And for me, sacredness is always super, super important. And anytime I've been with you, it's always been a hundred percent sacred. And I think it's the intention, the way you approach these containers is what actually drives the frequency and the energy of the experience you're going to get. And so I just wanted to touch upon that for people who'd be like, Oh my gosh, you guys have done LSD. It was, (laughs) it was, it was magical. It was, it was beautiful. Mm. And it dropped really to my body. And I like, you're very experienced in in plant medicine and me at the age of 37 is when I started to experiment with plant medicine. And now because I've created such a divine communion with it, it's, I can't wait to experience what comes my way. I'm so open to receiving. I'm so open to flowing with it. And 
that is something I had my chart done. I had shamanic astrology done a few years back. And that was one thing the astrologer said. She was like, do you do plant medicine? And I was like, at that point I hadn't done it. She's like, you need to do it because this is a huge gateway for you. You're meant to work with sacred plant medicine and in ceremonies and in a very shamanic way, this is really going to blast you open to quantum infinite realms that you, you are here to experience. I was like, okay. And now like I've been experiencing it so much more. And so, yeah, I just, I, I love that. And I would love for you to kind of maybe give the audience talk about different ways that you have experienced your ayahuasca, your journey with her, because I know that she takes you to a certain place. And I know that that place, when you first went there, it can be very scary and confusing, but you have turned that experience around and really allowed that experience to work through you like medicine, kind of like a snake snaking up to really help you understand and heal yourself. So if you want to talk about your journey with ayahuasca. I would love to. Mm. And I don't think any of my friends and and people tuning in are surprised at all that uh, (laughs) we're talking about plant medicine. I've been talking about it openly online for the last, I don't know, three or four years. And at some point you're just like, I'm going to stand in who I am and what's really, really supported me. And it's wild, Nicole. When I strip off all judgment, I see nothing wrong with sitting in sacred ceremony with a plant, a highly intelligent plant that is calling me to dance with this spirit to meet my soul. My soul is so brave and so wise and my yes is so brave and so wise and i i know there is some level of i guess we can say abuse in the plant medicine world and maybe some listening could get the perspective that like i'm sitting in plant medicine ceremony all the time no not at all i would say i've done maybe two, three, four sacred plant ceremonies per year for the last like four, five years or so, something like that. Um, And it has been so deeply uh, authentic, authentically invited each time. And there's been a lot of space for integration in between any kind of ceremony. And ayahuasca has been by far, probably I've sat with her four times now, a couple times in Costa Rica and twice in Florida. And she has been by far the most intense experiences of my life and also the most beautiful. Wow, the respect that comes through when I sit with her she, the first time I sat with her, she took me back into the womb. I could feel myself in my mom's womb. And now this was my perspective, but my, my parents both thought that I was going to be a boy and my name was supposed to be Dustin. And when I was born, they were really surprised that I was a girl. And as like a tiny infant being born into the world, ayahuasca revealed to me that what stuck in my being was actually like the shock of being a woman and the shame of being a woman, of being a girl. 
And so I did a lot of just really um, sacred work with my body and lying down with ayahuasca. And then she said, okay, are you trusting me? Can we go somewhere else? And I said, yes, because you can really communicate with her. And I don't want to say that you can like control the experience, but you can communicate with her. She's highly intelligent. And so you can kind of be with her as a guide in the process as well. Um, so we started unpacking every single romantic relationship that, that I had ever been in and ones that I hadn't thought about in 10 years. And she was revealing to me that some of the lesson containers that were that my soul had decided to go into in this life were still kind of open and weren't fully processed and integrated even from the past. So I began looking through um, in a new way and peeling through my life story with men and relationship to really understand the energetic patterns that were cycling through. Now, there were a lot of things that I had never really realized before, ways that I had used men for security and grounding and just safety. And now I don't think that anyone in my life that I've dated would ever really recognize this. Um, this was on such a deep energetic rooted um, level within me, within my energetic template, within my body. And so it felt like my third eye, there's um, DMT and ayahuasca. And so my third eye was wildly open with all these visuals. And I was actually able to write, to be writing in my journal and processing with ayahuasca. She comes powerfully through my channel and writing and writing down and unpacking every relationship and just sealing those lesson containers. And after that first sitting with her, I decided to, um, practice celibacy for a year to really shift the way that I related with the divine masculine. I was ready to call in my king. And um, yeah, so that first ceremony, like I got a little stuck at the purge holes for a minute, the, the shaman um, and her, her his sweet um, support, his, his wife, his partner came over and found me at the purge holes. And she was like, no, sweetie, that's where everyone's like kind of dumping their, they're, they're purging, they're throwing up there. That wasn't the way that I purged. I purged through yawning and tears and going to the porta potty. <laughs> um, but there were like purge holes. So I was a little bit mixed up, but she brought me down, grounded me. And I sat by the sacred fire and I got a little bit grounded. And suddenly ayahuasca was like, now are you ready to go really, 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 really deep. And I was like, whoo, okay. And I sat with another cup and the facilitator was like, you're really brave. And I was like, what, where am I going? What did I just get myself into? But I sat down and what I can recognize now is a shame. I went into this room where everything was upside down and I couldn't find my breath. And, um, I was healing shame. It just, it was completely mixed up. It was totally confusing. I thought that I was healing some ancestral mental illness. It was deep pockets of shame. And I really never wanted to go back there again, but I've sat with ayahuasca four times now and I've gone back every time and it's deep in my ancestral lineage. It's uh, shame is such a confusing emotion for me. I'm integrating a lot of wisdom 
from shame, but there is still so much deep feeling ceremony. Now I feel very, very um, complete with exploring shame with ayahuasca and plant medicine. She's, she's brought me in there. She's brought me into those deep caverns of the mystery within. She's helped me kind of broken through the resistance where I didn't quite know how to take myself down there. And now I know how to go down there and go into deep feeling ceremony and just be in child's pose with my third eye on the ground and say, earth, body, shame. I know you are wisdom. I know you have you have message for me. You have love for me. Can you teach me what you're here to teach me? And I can take myself there. But ayahuasca is so beautiful, so intelligent, so warm, so loving. And she is fierce and she is intense and she's not messing around. And she will take you to what your soul wants in those experiences. Cause my ego is like, Oh, just give me like a love and light. Give me like a galactic activation, please take me into the Akashic realm, ayahuasca. <laughs> and my soul's like, take me into the dark. <laughs> <laughs> and we all know who she listens to. So, all right, soul, I hear you. I see you. You're fierce. And I'm, and I'm grateful for all the experiences I've had in the deep chambers of shame with Aya. Mm -hmm. I love that. And I think that is such a good thing to highlight too, is ayahuasca takes us to where we need to go and how we need to get there through her intelligence. Like you said, we can't control it. We can communicate. And I think because like for me, I, I have been so into shamanism and sacred plant medicine mm -hmm. since I was 13. I remember watching it and being so deeply fascinated that through plants and, and through this energy work and through traveling through different realms, we can help people, people who are in psychosis, paranoia, they're split mm -hmm. foot in between two different worlds. And mm -hmm. I always thought that was so fascinating mm -hmm. and, and flash forward to my time and sitting with ayahuasca this past February, I was ready, but you know, we, as we were preparing, it was such, I mean, and you guys, listening it wasn't like we were like hey one to sit around and drink ayahuasca there was very intense but an intentional sacred way of pre for this we were screened to make sure that mentally physically emotionally and spiritually this was a right fit for us and then we were taken through what we could experience and Bella, who was our ayahuasca shaman who was there, talked about how she would hold the ceremony, how it would go. Like we talked about this. And so it's like, yeah. And then as it got closer, that egoic fear started to creep in. Like, gosh, like what kind of experience am I going to have? Am I going to have a hard ride? Am I going to be seeing crazy? Oh my gosh. Are all of my deep, dark going to come up? Are they going to be? I've done so much work. And I wasn't supposed to be the first person to drink ayahuasca, but um, the girl who was to the left of me, she didn't know she was ready. So then it was like, it's your turn, Nicole. And I was like, holy <laughs> shit. Okay. Okay. Here we go. We're going to do this. And so I go up, I look Bella in the eyes. We eye gaze for a few moments. My cup, I hold it and I just breathe and I pull it up and I blow my intention into it. And then I take that first gulp. And obviously the first thing I think every 
I worried about is like, okay, shit, I got to keep this down for 20 minutes mm-hmm. because if I, if I throw it up, I either get what I get or I get to their drink of it. And I'm going to say like, it, it's not awful, to, but it's not that great. And have that, and that first to want to throw it up. And, and I did, but I just kept doing what she said, close your eyes and just breathe, just breathe with it. That's what I did. And as I was doing it, I was like, I don't know if this is working, but my senses were so heightened. I'm super sensitive anyway with feeling and seeing and, and things like that. And when Bella approached me, she was like checking with me because I was the first person to take it. She's like, is it working? And I was going to say, I don't think it's working. And then I looked at her and she had like set of eyes, like a snake eyes. And I was, I told her that she was, it's working. And for me, ayahuasca really showed me how I still have a lot of hidden perfectionism and what's below perfectionism is I am not enough. And it's like expecting this hard, crazy ride. And I was telepathic communicating with ayahuasca. And she said to me, why do you think you still have work to do? You've been doing so much work for 10 years. What if you're supposed to receive and enjoy? And I was like, oh, okay. And once I did that, I had this sensation just wash over my body and it was the most intense energy feeling frequency of love that I have ever felt and once I released expectations and and when I went into it I didn't think I had expectations but I quickly realized I did I had the most magical experience, like where I had that, that sweet spot experience that they talk about, like where you feel like you were in bliss state, you were nothing but light. I I experienced that. And it was funny because I was like, oh my God, this is so good. I, I saw myself as light and I felt the highest vibration of bliss and of love and connectedness to everything. And once I realized, I was like, oh my God, I'm there. Ayahuasca's like, okay, cool. You felt it. This is who you are. And she dropped me straight back down into my body. And I had all these other experiences. And the one thing that she really highlighted for me is she physically manifested the the expression, the way that I was holding my expression, my medicine through my throat chakra. And she squeezed it so tightly. And I know this was happening on a subconscious level that was creating a somatic response. And I was like, oh my God, this is really tight. I I can't hardly swallow. I can't breathe. And she was like, this is what you're doing to yourself because you will not allow yourself to be fully seen. You censor much because you're afraid that you're not going to belong, that you're going to be outcasted. Mm -hmm. And she was like, these are cellular memories from past lives. And these are intergenerational memories from your grandmother that passed through your mom and that passed down to you through when you were in utero, when your mom was carrying you. And that is something else that unpacked when I was in Costa Rica was around mm-hmm. this sense of not belonging and not enoughness because my mom was a teen mom. And when she was pregnant with me, I was an unwanted pregnancy, not through her, but through her parents. And there was a lot of talk about aborting me or um, when I was born that I would not know my mom as my mom, she'd be my sister and I'd be raised by my grandparents. So Mm. all of that got packed into my cells through what my mom was experiencing. And my mom is a product of a 
of a teen pregnancy who she doesn't know her, she has no relationship with her real father. So all of this got passed down. And when I saw all of it and I was feeling it, I was like, oh my gosh, like I'm super clairvoyant. And so when it, when I was in ayahuasca, like I was having, I was having intense flashes of pictures, like going way too fast. And I was like, oh my gosh, I can't process everything. So that really came through. And I was, I was seeing how perfectionism for myself was at the root of it was this feeling of, I don't belong. They're not going to want me be people, um, the spiritual community or the communities I'm involved in, or I'm not enough, or I'm going to be too much. And so all of that was playing Mm -hmm. out and sitting with ayahuasca after I came out of it, I had this renewed sense of, and I thought that I was always the type that was like, I really don't give a fuck what people think. I'm just going to say this. And everything I do and say is rooted in love. When I say I don't give a fuck, it's like, I'm going to be my weird, eccentric, unique Nicole. Mm, It doesn't matter. The heart-centered fuck it. That's what I always say too. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like, I came out of it and I had this new layer of surrendered devotion to self and saying, I don't give a fuck. This is who I am. And if you Mm. can't understand me, you don't want to receive me. You can't receive me right now. That is okay. Like, I'm not going to let that put a wall up and be like, Oh, don't do that. Nicole. That's too weird because all I can do is be the layers that unfold and unpeel and be that next level of Nicole, be that Nicole in that moment and own that and Mm. be okay with that and trust that. And so for me, that's what ayahuasca really brought out. And just thinking about that experience makes me feel emotional because even though I was like, oh my God, I was expecting this really wild trippy ride. It was beautiful. It was warm. It was nurturing, but it's exactly what I needed. And in the coming days, she kept working on me. And like my mm-hmm. senses were so heightened. My clear audience mm-hmm. was like off the charts crazy. Like I could hear words and sound bowls. It was just like, I could hear conversations. It was like elders talking behind me in a sacred circle talking and I could hear them talking and everything. Like I could, the insects was all the sounds were vibrating. Like the stars in the sky were like pulled down close to me and they were vibrating. And it was like, it blasted a new layer of Nicole open. And it really dropped me into the sense of perfectionism coming from being an athlete, always having to like work and be a performer and do this and what's next. And ayahuasca showed me how I was doing that in my own spiritual journey, always thinking, okay, like I did this. If I don't keep going and keep mastering this and go, 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 I'm going to get left behind. I'm not going to be this. I'm not going to be that. Mm. And that really slowed me down. And that's been a thread that I've carried with me to this day. Like anytime I myself future tripping, or trying to like be 10 steps ahead. And, and mm-hmm. I'm like, whoa, slow down back to basics, simplicity. And like what we talked about before the call is like how I'm in this whole unraveling of like unfucking myself from like overcomplicating where I need to be, what I should mm. be doing and just being. And so ayahuasca for me was a beautiful, warm, loving, like teacher motherly experience where I just, once I surrendered, I like dropped into this place and it was like weaving like all over, like going here, going here, feeling this, seeing this. And it was a magical experience. And I look forward to the day where 
you know, she mm-hmm. calls me to sit with her again and, and maybe, maybe it won't be for a while or who knows. I'm, I'm completely right. open to whatever, um, she desires to work with me and not this, like, I have to sit with ayahuasca this many times because in the spiritual community, plant medicine ceremony, this and that, it's like, no, no I will open. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of really, really beautiful people that from my lens get a little bit stuck on the plant medicine path and don't take a lot of time for integration. I'm still integrating my Costa Rica ayahuasca experience and man, she was working on me even months before the retreat when I had committed and I brought in Bella, our beautiful medicine woman. And I was like, okay, I'm committing to bringing on ayahuasca into the retreat to aligning my brand with this plant medicine ceremony, with it being optional for any sisters that feel called, authentically called. I was very clear with that. Um, You could come early and sit with ayahuasca. And I believe there were six, I think with Derek, I think with everyone sitting, there was about 15 or 16 that sat, something like that. Um, So it, she was working on me even before to just surrender, surrender, trust me. She has such a loving voice here. Sometimes my ego likes to look back at the experience and be like, whoa, those are intense. And Mm -hmm. my soul is like, oh, those are magical. (laughs) It's like just the gentle perspective shift. But she even was working on me right before the retreat the our medicine woman bella was in costa rica and the medicine was being shipped from i believe peru and it was 12 days late coming and it had it was supposed to come basically two weeks before the retreat so that it could be secured and you know just really connected to our medicine woman bella and it was monday and everyone was showing up that day at like five or something like that we had shuttles coming from San Jose airport and Bella was like, it's still not here, Danny. And I was like, and you know, Katie was managing the retreat property and was um, allowing us to bring this beautiful medicine onto retreat property. Katie was starting to freak out and we were, and I was like, no, we're not going to arrange any like backup plan. We're not going to, we're just going to trust. This is just a game of surrender here. And it ended up showing up. Bella was a day late for the retreat, but we were going to sit Tuesday night anyways. And I think she texted me on Tuesday at like 10, 11 a.m. And she was like, it's here. I'm coming. And we grounded in and it was such a beautiful experience. And I got feedback from all the sisters that sat after by email. Just would you sit again? What was your experience? And mostly everyone, everyone that responded said, yes, absolutely. If I was authentically called to her again, and it lined up in that same way, um, I would. And I was so, so grateful for that. And my ego was like, oh, well, mm, fine. Like, <laughs> that's good. And, and, you know, it's like, well, we're never going to do that again. And I was like, <laughs> I'm just like, we'll see. Like, it's, yeah. It is what it is. I don't feel called right now in this moment, but it's been such a deep, beautiful like aspect of my path. And I'm so living in gratitude 
inform my experiences with plant medicine, even as I kind of take steps out and just recognize, like I, I sat with ayahuasca this year and then I did a little bit of a mushroom trip with myself, but it's always just a microdose level because I'm so sensitive to the medicine, just like you, Nicole. Like I wear this beautiful ayahuasca vine necklace sometimes, Derek traded it, traded for it on his travels um, in Central America right after we first met. And um, our first weekend together, PS, was a medicine weekend, which was so <laughs> fun. Um, but I, the other day in Florida, I was wearing this necklace all day. And that night I went to sleep and I had an ayahuasca dream. I literally, when I woke up in the morning, I felt like I had sat in ceremony all night just from wearing her, her spirit and being connected to her. And she was teaching me and showing me all the manipulation and leadership on the planet, any energy of manipulation even within myself that's unconscious and around me. And it's amazing to just call in the spirit. I can call her in in writing. My whole body's felt so hot, this whole conversation with you, Nicole, yes. because she's here with us. And now I feel a little bit more called like cacao is yes. plant medicine as well. I mean, food is plant medicine. Pla mm -hmm. Like doing a blood moon ceremony with myself mm -hmm. last night under the stars as I camped in Sedona, that was all plant medicine. And then sitting with ganja and sacred ceremony and letting this beautiful like native american chief this spirit guide that comes through letting him show me how to work with voice alchemy mm -hmm. to pull energy out of a soul sister's womb mm -hmm. that i was with like oh plant medicine i'm such i bow in gratitude to plants and your intelligence ayahuasca showed me how intelligent you are and now i breathe and honor your intelligence every every step of my path and now i feel called to like uh cacao more and mm -hmm. calling in ayahuasca through like wearing her necklace and things mm -hmm. like that and yeah i'm open i'm not pretending to know i'm in love mm -hmm. with the mystery and if it flows in again, wonderful. And it's deeply, the yes is felt and, and vibrating through my body. And it feels like a sacred walk. I will take that walk again. I am not afraid to meet myself because at the end of the day, that's all that it is, is meeting mm -hmm. yourself. Mm -hmm. I love that. And I like that when you're talking about surrendering, because I even had that moment of surrender before going to the retreat because as the retreat was getting closer, I was like, fuck, my moon cycle is going to be day one of ayahuasca. And if we're day one of the moon cycle, I cannot do this. And so mm -hmm. I was freaking out and being like, oh my gosh, like maybe I should message and be like, and then I was like, no, listen, this mm -hmm. is a moment for you to trust and surrender. So if, if it comes on day one, how are you going to react? You are not supposed to sit with her. You're getting so close. Are you going to have an inner child temper tantrum or are you just going to be open and be like, okay, this is my path. And so that night before going to bed, I did energy work on my womb. I was communicating with my face and I was just opening up and I was like, okay, we're in the home stretch. We're getting close to sitting with ayahuasca, this retreat, ayahuasca, if I am meant to work with you, then we're going to have to bring my moon cycle on a day or two early. If you, if you will this, if this is what is meant for the highest evolution of Nicole's human journey and connecting deeper to her soul blueprint, this is, we're going to be working together. And so I did that. And I did this whole ceremony over my womb space right before I went to bed. And about three o'clock in the morning, I woke up and my bleed cycle came and I was like, 
okay. All right. It came two <laughs> days early. I was supposed to fly out um, the following, like two days later. And so I was like, okay, we're good. Mm-hmm. We're good. And so I knew that it was time, but it was a real moment of deeply surrendering. We talk about surrender all the time, like surrender this, surrender that, but Mm -hmm. surrender for me really came into play when it was, I'm so close to tasting this magical sacred moment that I have been feeling calling me for three years. And Mm -hmm. this, this little block that was coming, how were you, how are you going to react? Can you surrender to what will be? And that is what happened. And so I even got a big lesson in surrendering and I really surrendered and I can't even convey into words how magical Costa Rica was. Like even when people think about retreats and doing this and doing that, it it didn't even feel like that. Yes, we did things. Yes, we did yoga. Yes, we did some beautiful, intense emotional release circles, but not because it was planned or we had to, it's because it Mm. flowed and we were met with the decision of this feels good. How does this feel in everybody's body? Which, you know, for me, like I'm the same way as you, like the body is a beautiful, beautiful, sacred tool. And I drop and drip everything through my body. How does this feel in my body? And everything felt so aligned. And I'm like you, I'm so fucking grateful for plant medicine, plant consciousness. Mm -hmm. Um, I work with microdosing in a sacred way. And it's funny, right before we got on the call, like I didn't know Danny did a sacred um, ceremony sit with marijuana last night before we got on the call, like I was getting ready and I was like, I just really feel this. So I went and I smoked a little bit just to connect with it and dance. And we got on the call. She told me what she did. I was like, Oh my gosh, right before the call, this is like (laughs) what I did. And I'm like you, I'm very open to what will, what will cross my path. Mm-hmm. And checking in with myself and say, does this feel, does this feel aligning to you in this moment? Like, forget what I thought a year ago. Like, oh my gosh, I want to sit with this in this moment right now, Nicole, does this feel aligning and resonant with your energetic vibration right now? And I'm all about that, that energetic resonance of the now moment. And I, I, I like you, I love working with cacao and having solo cacao drop-ins with myself and closing my eyes and just feeling her subtle drip and trickle through the cells of my body and just playing with different types of cacao from different regions and seeing how that plays with my own energy and what it opens up within me. And so right now that's the plant medicine that I work with. Sometimes I microdose with um, cannabis, like gummies Mm -hmm. and things like that and take a little Mm -hmm. bit. And it's so interesting because every single dose, regardless if I do the same dose or a different dose, they all affect me differently because it's whatever I need in that moment. And for mm-hmm. me, it's not about leaving the body because that's not my goal and that's right. not my intention. And that never happens. I drop deeper into my body and I yes. experience my body as this magical, alchemical, almost like a tuning fork. Everything is dancing mm-hmm. through me and in me. And I feel it on such a heightened level. And it's just dropping me layers and deeper to the capacity that I have. And sometimes we, we need that little gentle awakening with working with plant medicine and consciousness to show us who we already are. And that's the way that when I work with plant medicine, I look at, it's like we connect and together Mm -hmm. we 
we fill in the energetic gaps. We, we complete each other's DNA Mm -hmm. and we work together. And that's why everybody's experience will be vastly different from yours. And it will Mm -hmm. have some synchronicities, which I think is beautiful. And so my journey with plant medicine has been nothing short of magical and beautiful, Mm -hmm. even when it takes me into areas sometimes that like we want to not acknowledge like the shadows and things like that. It's all beautiful. And I'm so grateful. And like you said, like you're just here, like there's nothing planned, but you're here for it and you are excited and you're here to work in the unknown. And that's kind of how I'm feeling. It's like, Mm -hmm. I'm ready and stepping into that unknown and it's okay to not know everything. We're not supposed to know everything. If we knew everything, would we really want to experience? Probably not. Mm, Yeah. The plants are never saying you need us. They're just a gentle, warm, loving hand to go within, to guide you within. They're incredible space holders and Oh, I'm so grateful for the intimate spaces mm-hmm. that I've gone into with myself with the support of a plant and feeling that plant spirit holding me as I journey and where they're just opening up the channel and then you're coloring the channel and you're going within and mm-hmm. uh, thank you so much for get like it's just literally a blessing to talk about all these experiences and to call in the plant spirits i feel such a warmth from them yeah yeah thank you so much Mm -hmm. for talking with me about this i know a lot of people have been curious about my Mm -hmm. plant medicine journey and i thought like what a better person to talk to than you because two of my experiences have (laughs) have been with you and i know in the future you know we will have well, actually I've done three because I've sat with you with cacao as well. So <laughs> I know that future there'll be other ways that our channels will dance together and experience it. And I know through us just talking about it and those who are listening and really open their heart mm-hmm. to receive, they're getting a plant medicine activation on their own just through listening to us channel it through ourselves, our frequency and, and giving them a taste of it through our own experiential lens and just really opening themselves up. So in some way or other, all of you who are listening, just went on your own plant medicine journey, just by being here in this container and letting us tell. And that's, that's powerful Uh, medicine as well. Storytelling. mm, I felt that I went on a little plant medicine journey and and now I can just (laughs) imagine this morning when I was putting my hands in the earth under a beautiful juniper juniper tree out here in the Sedona desert, just saying, thank you, earth. Thank you for your medicine. Thank you for your holding. Thank you, Father Sky. We are home. We are home. Thank you. Mm, I love that. I love that. I love that deep connection. I've been feeling that so hard lately, just connecting with the earth, looking out at the earth, connecting just to all of its beautiful Oh, beautiful medicine and just feel emotional, like so much immense emotion for how beautiful everything truly is. And just like you said, stripping it all away, just getting raw, getting naked and just dropping into that moment. So thank you so much for being here and being a part of this talk. You know that I love you so, so much. And I'm just so grateful for you and your wisdom and your friendship. 
Mm, I feel the same for you, Nicole. Thank you so much for having me. Anyone that wants to connect with me, I love the gram. <laughs> Come find <laughs> me there. Danny two underscores wild. Um, Nicole, you're such a goddess. Thank you for being such an activator of my heart, of my channel, of my truth. It's an honor to walk this earth with you. Mm. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And to everyone listening, I will drop all of Danny's information in the bio. Please connect with her. Her words are magic. She is magic. And just sending you another big blast of gratitude. I'm so grateful for you and to do this life with you and to walk this journey. So thank you for being part of this today, Danny. Mm, thank you. Bye, sister. Bye.